Hello and welcome to this Building Blocks episode of Unpacking the Case. Today I am joined once again by Richard Snape, who will be talking me through the details of Aldred's case from 1610, which relates to easements. Richard, would you mind starting off by telling me a little bit of information about the case? I know that oldie, um, this one, uh, the same judge, uh, Chief Justice Sir Christopher Ray, has uh, decided Spencer's case. This is a bit later. We're into uh, the Stuart period now in 1610. Aldred's case is one of those cases that people do tend to know about. But uh, the rule in William Aldred's case is not what their case was about, uh, bizarrely. Again, it's, it's, it's again sort of antiquated language throughout. So I'll sort of bring it into more modern day terms. Uh, and it was um, a sort of obiter statement, a statement uh, which wasn't necessary for the decision, which has been remembered, really. Uh, it was the start of uh, everyday sort of neighbours and the likes, having causes of action and nuisance and the likes against uh, their fellow neighbours, you know, for sort of environmental issues and the like. What had basically happened here is that uh, William Aldred was, Aldred was objecting to his neighbour, Thomas Bentham, who'd erected a pigsty next to his house uh, and uh, objecting to the smell of the pigs, uh, I think probably not unnaturally, and also the flies and the likes. And this is from the days when properties were not particularly well ventilated. It seems to have been, uh, you know, sort of fairly unbearable uh, for him. And uh, they went off uh, to the court arguing that this, uh, this is actionable. Um, and the court eventually said, yes, it is actionable. Um, it was a violation of his rights and also of his honour uh, in relation to that. Uh, and so they were prevented from having their pigsty nearby. Um, but in passing, Sir Christopher Ray, the Chief Justice at the time, uh, said to him, well, he picked up on an old common law principle, which is based on a Latin maxim, that there's no easement to a right to a prospect or view. Easements cropped up in the case because they did recognise that you could have an easement, a prescriptive easement through long user, through 20 years user, which would give you a right to commit a nuisance. If no one had objected to the pigsty for 20 years, you potentially got an easement to use it. But I say there's just sort of a little statement and aside really, not to do with the decision, that there's no right to a prospect or a view. And that seems to be what's been remembered over the years um, that you can't have an easement to a prospect or a view. You can have a right to light through a defined aperture, which to you and I is a window, um, but um, very commonplace they are too, but there's no easement to a view. Um, incidentally, that the, the prescriptive uh, claim, well, you, know, you can actually claim prescription to create, uh, create a nuisance, resurfaced in the Supreme Court case, Coventry and Lawrence from 2014, which was a complete rewrite of uh, a lot of the law, uh, where amongst other things, they recognized the fact that you could have a prescriptive easement to cause a nuisance. And this was a speed waste circuit close to residential units. Um, as it happens on the facts, they didn't have a right, uh, prescriptive right. There wasn't longer enough user, but it was a possibility. So if there is no easement to protect your view, how else could you protect it? Yeah, by way of property right, um, well, there is a, a 2003 Anti-Social uh, anti Behaviour Act, 
there's part eight, which, which uh, allows local authorities to require people to, to cut down their you know, sort of conifer hedges and the likes of above, above two meters in height. Well, that's a sort of quite convoluted process. Um, by way of property right, the best way of protecting your views is by way of a restrictive covenant, uh, you know, not to build on neighboring land. Um, there is another possibility actually, and it's a very commonplace restrictive covenant so, uh, that you'll see numerous occasions and people don't always realize how significant it is. It's not to commit a nuisance or annoyance, uh, which most people sort of, I think most conveyances, it's true to be said, sort of uh, look at their leisure and don't always uh, realize the significance of that covenant, which you'll find in residential estates, you know, all over the place from the 1960s onwards, if not before, or council house right to buy have that covenant. And has there been any cases on that since? Yeah, this case I mentioned in uh, doing restrictive covenants courses, there have been several cases on nuisance and annoyance, but there's one specifically relating to the views, and it's a court of appeal case called uh, Davis and Dennis from 2009. It's got a soft spot in my heart because I remember doing a course in November 2009. Uh, I was doing a course in Birmingham in the afternoon, and it came to unpractical law in the morning. This case has been decided by the court of appeal the first ever case to fully discuss nuisance and annoyance covenants. So I thought I'd better Google it to find out more. And all you get if you Google Davis and Dennis is Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor in the 1985 Snooker World Championships, the first famous snooker match in the world. You're too young to remember that, Hannah. Um, <laughs> Just but, about, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's actually about, um, uh, it was it all took place in Cavisham, which is near Reading, on the edge of Reading, on the River Thames. Occasionally it's in the River Thames, Cavisham, actually. They, it was their developments with views of the River Thames on a promontory. And uh, they had these nuisance and annoyance covenants and somebody wanted to build a substantial extension. And the neighbours ob objected to the substantial extension with the noise over a period of time and, and nuisance and annoyance. And they got an injunction. You might not have an easement to a view, but if you've got restrictive covenants, including nuisance and annoyance covenants, you might just have a right to review. And uh, that's worth appreciating. So they got an injunction stopping the development of this uh, significant, substantial extension. Perfect. Thank you so much, Richard, for talking me through that. And to all of our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have here at DGB. And thank you for listening.